ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into the Friday, May 13th edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling 304-396-TALK. That is the text line and the voice line is 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Coming up today on the program, John Mercer joins me. We're going to catch up with him. It's a Friday a couple of reasons to catch up with John first, uh, adding some uh, new components to the team. So John will get us updated there. And, of course, uh, John and I have a long-standing rivalry between my hockey team and his hockey team, his hockey team being the Pittsburgh Penguins and my hockey team being the New York Rangers. So John's going to join me on the program. We'll talk a little bit about that. Of course, uh, John and I just have a long-standing rivalry, period. You would think we get along so well, but yet we we have these long-standing rivalries when it comes to professional sports. And speaking of professional sports, there's a big one coming up tonight as far as rivalries are concerned. The Reds and the Pirates. We've got it for you. 610 going to be our airtime here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am seriously interested in how this is going to go. You got the Reds all of a sudden resurgent, winning series, and then you have the Pirates faltering against Cincinnati and then bouncing right back against, well, one of the best teams in baseball right now. So where are we? What's going to happen here? Is this going to be bizarro world? We're going to have a pitcher's duel. We're going to have a slugfest. What are we going to have here? You can find out tonight starting 610 right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So I know John will be tuned into that. Of course, he is going to be with us here in the next few minutes to talk tennis. So we'll do that with him. As I mentioned, we've got hockey action across the weekend. Going to be some fun stuff. In the NHL, everything is an elimination game. That's that's exciting. Everything's an elimination game. And the three series that are playing out tonight, the Flames taking on the Stars, Calgary leads that series three games to two. So that should be fun. The Panthers are taking on the Capitals. Florida leads that three to two. And as I mentioned, the Rangers are taking on the Penguins. Three to two there in favor of Pittsburgh. Sidney Crosby out with a concussion. So we'll go over all of that later. The NBA playoffs tonight. Celtics... And the Bucks, Milwaukee leads that three to two, and then the Grizzlies and Warriors, Golden State leading three to two. So elimination games across the board. Yesterday was also a very special day in the National Football League. It was a new made-up holiday. It was the actual release of the schedule. We had to hype this thing up. I mean, this was almost like the release of the brackets. You know how much we have to hype up the brackets. The brackets come out. You have the seedings. You know where your favorite team is going to be. And then we have hour upon hour upon hour of breaking this down, breaking the matchups, who's going to come out of the East, which team can come out of the West, who's the Dark Horse, who's the Cinderella, who shouldn't be in the bracket. We got all of that, and we just pontificate over that for hours. And we knew which opponents the Bengals were going to face. We knew the opponents. We just didn't know when and where. 
I mean, actually, we knew where. We knew the home and the road schedule. We just didn't know when. Where being the television side of things. And the Bengals. First of all, this is unheard of. This is never a thing. The Bengals, once again, getting to open up at home. It's very rare, but the Bengals get to open up at home, and it's going to be against the Steelers. So right off the bat, the Steelers are going to be 0-1. And then the Bengals get to go on the road for two weeks. That's your reward for opening up at home. You get two weeks on the road. So Cowboys will be a Week 2 matchup, 425. I'll take a, I'll take that. That's a that's a prime time of sorts matchup. I mean that's the national game right there, or at least that could be in that window. And then week three, one p.m. at the Jets, and then the real big prime times. And I, I count the four twenty five game. That's a that's a pretty good that's a coveted time slot there. So week four, the Bengals taking on the Dolphins, and it's Thursday night football. Thursday night football. Follow that up with the Bengals at the Ravens for Sunday night football. So week four and week five, Thursday into Sunday. And that means the Bengals have a little extra time to get ready for the Ravens. That means the Bengals have a little less time to get ready for the Dolphins. We'll see what challenges those hold for the Bengals. And then week week six is going to be at the Saints. Week seven is going to be against the Falcons. Week 8, Monday night football, back on the prime times against the dreaded Cleveland Browns. So a primetime affair, Week 8 against the Browns. I like it. I like it. And then the uh, Panthers will be the Week 9 opponent. That's a 1 p.m. game. Then we get into the second half of the season here. Week 10's the bye. Steelers are going to be a Sunday night football game. The road trip, the return game, 8.20 p.m. Sunday night football on the 20th. And then we get into week 12, which is going to be a normal game, 1 p.m. Week 13, that is going to be December 4th against the Chiefs. That is home against the Bengals, 4.25 p.m. I wonder if renowned Chiefs fan Tony Kemper will spring for the tickets on that. I wonder. I'm going to find out real soon if he's going to spring for the tickets here. If I don't hear a response from him soon, I'm going to assume that he is springing for the tickets. So I think that's that's how we're working that. If I don't hear from Coach Kemper, I'm just going to assume he agrees with me and he's paying for the tickets to go see the Bengals and Chiefs. We're going to ride in his ride too. I'm sure it's really nice. You know, it's got to be. You know, Coach K, all that all that Marshall money he's got, yeah, that's got to be nice. We get back to the Browns on week 14. That's a 1 p.m. affair. And then week 15, another one of those national games, a little bit more reach on December 18th. It'll be the Bengals at the Buccaneers. And then on the 24th, Christmas Eve, it'll be the Bengals at the Patriots. Week 17, Monday Night Football, going to be on the day after New Year's. Bills, Monday Night Football, Week 17, the Bengals and the Bills, 8.30 p.m. 
So we had to have a entire, entire block of programming. Just here's the schedule. Here we go. Which game are you going to? Are you excited? What if we did the Marshall schedule this way? Just we had a block. We had an hour-long program just to talk about the Marshall schedule, and we released it maybe in five-minute impl- uh, chunks here, five-minute increments. Here's the Marshall schedule, and then you have me and Jake Griffith from Herd Vision. We just break it down. If it's Herd Vision, he'll be the lead, and like, and I'll just that's right, Jake. That would be my role. That'll be my prime time analysis. That's right, Jake. I would be that. Cash a little check there. A little special programming. Just have an hour. Of course, I would know ahead of time because I'd have to do the homework and the research. But, yeah, you know, you can't do college football schedules like that. It just doesn't work that way. The NFL, you can do that here. I mean, what if Major League Baseball did this? That would be absolutely insane. You could not do something of that, that magnitude. You can't do that with the NBA. You just it's, – it's too big. And then the NHL, same story there. So with those three sports, you can't really do anything of that magnitude. I mean, with the Bengals and with the NFL, you know, we're up to 17 regular season games, and now we're coming up with ways to expand the reach even further of the NFL, the NFL being a 24-7, 365 thing. I mean, do we need all that time for the draft? Do we need to turn the draft into a multi-day festival event did that have to happen and I watched the first day of the draft briefly because the Bengals were picking late so I didn't really I did not get in I'm not I'm not the guy showing up on Saturday for round six wearing my Bengals jersey I'm not that guy I know some that are but I'm not showing up I'm talking Saturday here Unless I knew something was going to happen there, maybe then maybe I would be there. If, okay, Nazi got drafted in, in round seven, so I would be that guy with the Marshall jersey. Yeah, Nazi. Camera would be all focused in on me, and I would be looking like I knew what was going to happen here. I'm not that guy, but there are a lot of people who are there. That that or that guy or that person, that fan. I'll, I'll say this though: the draft. It was fun in New York. But now it's a it's an event, it's a festival. We got to have it in festival type atmospheres. We've got a lot to get into. We're going to update softball. Marshall softball not doing so well right now. More coming up. It's the drive ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, May 13th edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coming up tonight, we've got baseball action. Pittsburgh Pirates taking on the Cincinnati Reds. We go on the air 610. I know who will be tuned in. He is a uh, well-known apologist for all teams in the greater Pittsburgh area. He's even an apologist for the... uh, USFL team. He is one John Mercer, happens to be the head coach of the Marshall tennis team. He joins us on the program. And uh, tonight, 
Um, it's game six between the Penguins and the Rangers. Two teams that we both seem we follow, you and I. So we have we have some interest in this tonight, John. Yep, game six. Big you know, deal. You know what comes after Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know what comes after game six? <laughs> the second round of the playoffs? Game seven. Oh. Sorry. No, don't be. It's the second round. No, no. I don't know. Not for you this year. Maybe the Rangers will hold them under seven goals this game. Is Sidney Crosby think? playing? Uh, I don't think so. And then they'll be fine. So, they'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be completely fine. On the rise of the occasion, right? Yeah, it's time. Ta- pick up the slack. Yeah, they'll pick up the slack. All right, it's it's um. It's, it's, Malcolm to play the game with his life. Uh huh. So, no, it's it's yep. you're going down. Just write it down right now. Just going down, and then you know after right. after game seven, I will be back in touch with you. You gonna pick a score? I'm not going that far. Hey, come on, have, have you seen some of these series? I'm not picking a score. <laughs> not doing that. That that no. Not you're not getting me on that one. <laughs> All I know is uh, after Game Seven, uh, check your phone. Uh, all right, all right. I, I, I should do. I should do a I was group text. To hold off the series was over, and then all of a sudden you won one game. Yeah. Text I'm I'm gonna so, do a group text here. It's gonna be you. It's gonna be um, <laughs> Kelly Schmidt. Oh yeah. Um, Coach Kelly. Let's see. I'll. I'll I'll find out. Uh, there's some other people. I'll see if they, you know them. Uh, I I know I know of a few Pittsburgh people that uh, will get a go. get a text yep. from me here. Um, maybe just maybe um, maybe former assistant coach Kelly Schmidt will be happy to hear from me after Game Seven. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think it kind of depends how Game Seven goes. The, the attitude you're going to get. I got to ask you: Did you put her up to all those times she was harassing me, or was that on her? Uh, that was 100% on her. You know I like you, Paul. I would never do that to you. I appreciate that. You know, and um, it's all in it's all in good fun, kind of. Oh, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Well, she's, she is true, raised, and bred everything Pittsburgh. So She's a yinzer. She's a yinzer, yep. which I'm still trying Oak, to. Oak's the bear. That's yeah. Uh, we'll see. Game six. I, um... We're gonna see how much uh, this check I'm trying to I'm writing right now. I have to cash tonight, so we'll find out. <laughs> I know one thing: if uh, the Rangers lose, I know I'll hear from you first. Maybe. <laughs> At this point, yes. It's gonna be it's gonna be you. <laughs> it's gonna be you or a uh, former uh, president of the Huntington Chamber of Commerce, Bill Bissett. One of you two yeah. will rush to the phone yeah. first. We'll be the first ones up. Yeah. It might, might just, not even wait for the final whistle if this is the case. Pretty much. It's going to just ring in. It's going to be you. It's going to be Schmidt probably if she's even awake. It's going to be probably Bill. I don't know. Um, you know Mike Powers, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. I might get some harassment on social media from him maybe or from his son, Kyle. Uh, former uh, Charleston newspaper sports writer Doug Smock. I'll get some uh, social media abuse from him. I'm expecting well, it. All, all well, all well deserved. If the Penguins win Game Six, so. but it's not happening. Uh, I'm, I'm not worried. Yeah. It's going to be good tonight. Yeah. So right. um, well, we'll see if those young guns are ready to deal with the Pittsburgh crowd. Let's uh, let's let's talk okay. about what your specialty is because it's obviously not hockey. It's it's tennis. Yes. Okay. 
the other day I, I texted you and I said, I, John, I can't pronounce these names. I'm going to butcher them. And you're like, well, they're just like hockey players. And so when I when I asked you for a pronunciation, your reply was, "Well, I don't know how to pronounce them. You recruited them, John. What are you telling me here?" Uh, yeah, they're wonderful young ladies. So, uh, yep, they're uh, you know international. Got two coming from Serbia, one coming from Sweden, which of course the one from Sweden's the easiest. So Johanna Strom. So uh, that's an easy one. The Serbia one, that's a whole different ballgame, right? Well, let's talk about the easy one first. Um, All right. Yep. So what does she bring to Marshall Tennis? What are you looking for and excited about? Uh, so left-handed, another lefty, uh, replacing a lefty. Uh, but uh, just good all-around player. I mean, all three of these players have a lot of experience. They have experience playing uh, at the lower professional level. Uh they uh, have what we call a UTR rating that is very high. Uh, that will, you know, is the same level basically uh, or higher than our number one player, who was a freshman this year, who had an outstanding year. And uh, Johanna, I mean, just she's just a really good athlete, which all three of them are. Uh, really good athlete. It's a big lefty forehand. Moves really well. Uh, you know, she's going to be, you know like all three of them, a legit, you know, college uh, starter right off the bat. I mean, she can play, you know, right away, you know, on a team that's a top 50 team. Okay, let's go with the hard ones now. You get, you have to pronounce them all. And before we get into that, why did you, why did you go to Serbia? And I know, you know, I know we got the flight school, but I don't think we have the, the air miles just yet. You're not actually going yeah. into Serbia no. to right. – to recruit right. are you i mean you're not actually i mean is yeah. that where our marshall recruiting yeah. budget is going trips to serbia for you know for you to uh, scout how's that work uh, yeah so uh i don't know you have an hour <laughs> i mean i got some time hour. here I, i'll give you i'll give you some i'll give you some time i you, you don't have an hour okay. but i you, if you can right. keep it interesting yeah. okay i'll try to keep it interesting okay uh so basically what is happening uh, in the world of tennis, which is always kind of interesting because to me you end up eventually kind of seeing these same trends in a lot of the other uh, Olympic sports, if not basketball, you're already seeing it a lot in the NBA, uh, is that there are no more borders anymore. Uh, coaches are basically interested in what level you are. Can you show up at North Carolina? Can you show up at Virginia? Can you show up at Oregon, uh, Gonzaga? Right? Can you play soccer for Marshall? And can you compete at what level we're trying to compete at? Uh, and so that's basically what we're doing. So uh, as the world changed, you know, forever, uh, my program, we basically had 50% international, 50% American uh, to win the Sun Belt, or what we were in, Conference USA. Uh, you basically had to have a certain level of player. And to me, with the with the uh, coming about of the Power Five and just how that's evolved over the last eight years or so, uh, it has gotten really difficult to recruit at that level given the advantages that the Power Five have. Uh, so the level I'm talking about is what you saw before when you were here, the Jessica Johnsons, the Ashley Crows, uh, the Michaela Kissels. Uh, these were all players who were top ten American players. 
and it's it just wasn't happening. I mean, we we couldn't get Americans at that level. Uh, we were really, which we always were anyway, still a developmental program, but we were always able to fill the top of our lineup, and that's why we were able to have a final and NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, we were getting players like that, legitimate players, uh, who were big-time D1 Power 5 play players. So what has happened is that you find a lot, this is what, you know, we've, you know, what I've done is I uh, basically recruited an assistant coach uh, who came in who's from Belgium. And he knows the European system inside and out. Uh, he knows a lot of the coaches, a lot of the academies, a lot of the players, uh, knows parents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have a lot to offer here at Marshall University. It's a great fit academically for a lot of international students. Uh, the tennis is very well supported. And that's why they're here. Uh, you get to know them, get to talk to them. Uh, you, you know, they feel comfortable. You establish that relationship, and then you can get this level of player. And, you know, this is the level of player that we should be able to compete, you know, for a Sun Belt Conference Championship. Uh, you know, this is what we needed to do. So all those plans were kind of put on hold. You know, we were in the process of going that way when COVID hit. Uh, and that kind of set everything back for a couple of years. Uh, but, you know, coming out of that year, you know, I was able to make a hire and, uh, you know, add to my staff. And, you know, more than ever, you know, assistant coaches are, you know, more important than ever because it's just more boots on the ground and eyes out there and, you know, voices, you know, talking to people. So, uh, you know, just like Kelly was a great assistant coach and, you know, it was great recruiting American kids. Uh you know, now you just got to go with the times. <laughs> you got like they always say, you know, that's all you hear nowadays. You know, it's either, you know, kind of figure out the system, how to build a better mousetrap, or just, you know, get left behind. So, you know, that's what we're doing. And, uh, you know, we're really excited about this coming year. So, uh, you know, we should, you know, be a better team and, um, you know, keep being more competitive. And the Sun Belts, you know, just adds that much more excitement to it. So you recruit Stockholm, Sweden, Belgrade, Serbia, and we recruit everywhere now. And I mean everywhere. And yeah. hurricane <laughs> and hurricane <laughs> hurricane West and Virginia. Hurricane. Yeah, yep. I mean, yep. what what doesn't so, make sense here? Sweden, okay. Serbia, yeah. hurricane. So Katie, yep, Katie is in the finals of the state tournament tomorrow, uh, flight two, uh, and she is a local kid who grew up in our junior program. Uh, and, you know, really wanted, we have another girl who did it this past year, Kylie Fisher, uh, who did that also, uh, Audrey, uh, Grigore, who's from Charleston. And basically what we're doing is we're offering, you know, these players, you know, that are here, uh, the opportunity to be a member of, you know, a top flight division one program, uh, and really have that experience, you know, be around these kids, uh, you know, that are from all over the world, experience their cultures, their languages, meet their parents, uh, just be part of it. And uh, vice versa, it's a great way for the players who are coming in from internationally to meet local kids who grew up in this area, who play tennis in this area, uh, and, you know, know the ins and outs of Huntington, West Virginia. And so it's a great combination. Uh, Kylie was a great ambassador, you know, for, for our area you know, with these teams, with our players. And I think uh, our, you know, three freshmen from last year really enjoyed 
being here in Huntington, it, it really made it even much more of an experience than just the university. Uh, they got to know the area. They got, you know, she got them around the different places, meet different people, so on and so on. And uh, it's really something, it's just kind of building a culture, uh, just not within your team, but, you know, having that culture, you know, uh, of knowing, you know, what does Huntington, West Virginia have to offer and the people of Huntington, which is really what you, you know, need to promote. How difficult is it, though, to have such a diverse squad? Feels like a, a group that might be fish out of water, you know, to use a, a very tired pun, but still, they, <laughs> they might feel like they're fish out of water, you know, being sort of outsiders, not just within the group, but within the entire athletic community. I mean, Serbia, again. Yeah, it's um, not too many people are on campus from Serbia or Sweden, but there are right. plenty of people from Hurricane. Yeah, although we've had, you know, we've had a few basketball players. Uh, we had a former tennis player, Maria Bogusevic, uh, uh, Bogusevic, and you know there are a group of Serbians around uh, who are very tight knit. It's very interesting. Uh, you know, they get together, they spend time together, they love Huntington, uh, they stayed here after school. Uh, and, uh, that's, again, is a selling point, uh, to having, you know, two players come from that area. Uh, so, uh, but it is, I mean, it, it, it's different, uh, from the standpoint that, uh, you know, somebody like Kylie gets in there, it's an eye-opening experience. It'll be the same with Katie. Uh, you know, all of a sudden you're doing weights, you know, seven o'clock, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're doing a lot of running on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. <laughs> uh, there's just a lot that goes into it that, you know, when you're jumping from the high school level here uh, up to, a, you know, a high division one level. And what we do, you know, we try to work, you know, our practices and so on, you know, around what they can do. Uh, not for, you know, the, the better players, but for, the players that aren't as good on the team, they have certain specific things that they're looking to work on to get better, and we try to address those and try to get them better at those things. And so, uh, you know, but to me, it's worth doing the extra work, you know, the extra planning and the extra running of practices to for everybody. I think that, uh, you know, the local kids, if they come here and, you know, they're good enough. I mean, they got to be Kylie. You know, she's a pretty good state high school player. Like I said, Katie, you know, she's got a good shot at winning a state title tomorrow. I mean, they can play, you know. I mean, they're not, you know, like learning how to keep score. Or anything. They can legitimately play. But I think it's just a great thing for both sides. It's great, great education for our international students. And it's a great education for our local students, uh, local tennis playing students, you know, that are that level, that are good enough to be on our team, uh, you know, to, to have that experience. And uh, I know Kylie has loved it, and uh, same with the others. So uh, that's what we want to do, you know. That's what we're in the business for, we're to educate them, and, you know, this is just all part of it. So it's good. John Mercer joins me. Okay, uh, since uh, West Virginia yep. is the toughest language to pronounce, uh, pronounce Katie's last name? Lineman. Lemon Lemonin. 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 Yeah. Lima, yep. Lemonin. I was going to go with Lima. See, I see Lima in that name, and I want to go to that. Let's Lemonin. Lim. Anin. Lemonin. Yep. So, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, with fun, fun with phonetics <laughs> with Paul and John here yeah. on ESPN yeah. 94.1 and AM 930. 
What are you going to do now that um, our guy Jason Courier is um, leaving? What are you doing now? Oh wow! What the? Uh, yeah. yeah. What? Uh, yeah, what's going on see. here? What? Did you talk? Yeah. Did you try to talk him out of it? What's going on? Jason, he didn't even consult me. He just called me up and said, "I'm leaving." He probably <laughs> knew you talked him out of it. He he probably couldn't face uh, you because you know leaving you would be yeah. the hardest. Yeah, I don't think it was so hard to leave me. So, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, he's been here 11 years. I mean, he he works like crazy. I mean, he it, it's a tough job. A lot of hours. Weekends, holidays, you know, you know how it is, right? I mean, it's a seven day, yep. seven day thing when everyone else is enjoying the football game. He's working the football game, right? <laughs> so, and he's staying in the business, of course, you know. But uh, it's just a great opportunity. I mean, to go down to Tulane, and, you know, great school, and, you know, great city. And, you know, I, I think you know sometimes it's good. You know, I mean, you get out there and you get experience some other things. Uh, can't say that we've done that a whole lot, myself and my family. I mean, we've been here, what, 30 years almost. So, uh, you know, really enjoy it. But, uh, you know, I think it's a good move. I mean, I think it's a, it's a good program. He's, you know, laying in the AAC. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I think he'll really enjoy it. We were down there a couple of years ago and played. And actually the men's coach, who has a really good team, tennis coach, he was one of my former players at WVU. So there you go. So what does um, what does a guy like that bring to you a sport like tennis? Because it varies from school to school, conference to conference, how much attention that sports not named football and or basketball receive. It's very it's hit or miss. Right. Yes. Uh, so how much does Jason's job influence that? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, just uh, yeah. I'm. What's uh, a guy like that? He's, his job is to make sure yeah. that you know you're getting proper, yeah, that right. you're getting equal yeah. and proper attention, or you know that. Right. Yeah, the word's yeah. getting out on herd tennis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So you know he oversaw the department, and there you know there are a couple of people who worked under him, uh, Corey and Joe, or Cody and Joe, and uh, you know they were basically in charge of all the stat stuff for our matches. So anything that you saw, uh, you know, online, the live scoring, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then basically all the releases after, you know, any quotes, you know, I would talk to them after, you know, they get quotes and so on. And, you know, they would basically update all, you know, the web pages and all that, you know, keep that all in touch. So it is, I mean, it's important because when you're recruiting, you know, the kids are looking at this stuff. Uh, you know, they want to kind of get as much of a feel for your program as possible. So, you know, they're going to check the Snapchats, the Twitters, you know, any releases there, you know, and they're going to check and see what sports information put out. Uh, so, you know, that's good. Now, you know, with Jason leaving, I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, we're doing, uh, you know, tennis-wise, uh, not that really, you know, we'll just keep continuing that way. It was already in the works. because we're having anything with Jason leaving. But uh, there's going to be a lot more video stuff. I mean, we'll be going to live streaming, uh, you know, all of our home matches, you know, whether they're indoors, outdoors. So, you know, they're currently working on that so that anybody, you know, anybody anywhere can follow our matches. And that's really become the norm around college tennis. So, uh, you know, tomorrow uh, my son, you know, playing at Kentucky, they play their round of 16 match uh, against Wake Forest at home. 
uh, their Sweet 16 NCAA match. Uh, anybody can watch that. Just go on their website and get the live streaming, and you know you can watch uh, you know the round of 16, and that's the way it is for all of it. So uh, some stuff will probably be on ESPN3. Uh, we did our last home match, which was great. Uh, that was on ESPN3, and I got some good feedback from people. They were like, "Wow, yeah, I saw you were there." You know, ESPN three. So I think a lot of that that department that Jason is in is just going to continue to evolve. Uh, so uh, you know, what he's going to do is he's going to take all that information. He's going to take it down to Tulane. <laughs> so because he is really a jack of all trades now, he can do a lot of different things, and that's kind of you know a lot of times the beauty of working at Marshall. As you know, you can kind of you eventually kind of learn to do a lot of different things, which makes you very marketable uh, as an employee, and uh, that's a great thing. It's a so, feature of the job. Yeah, it's a feature of it, the job. It is. I mean, you know, we all complain about all the work you have to do, but in the long run, it's it really it's a great thing because you're learning about what a lot of other people do, and you have an appreciation, you know, for the Jasons and the the Codys and the Joes, and I mean, you you really, I mean, you know. They are a major part of what we do. Hey, don't forget and, Scott. Don't forget Scott yeah. Hall, man. <laughs> don't forget Scott. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and really, they all are. I mean, it, it, it's really a whole team effort. I mean, everybody from Beatrice, who's our SWA. I mean, they're just all sides of the training room. I mean, I can't tell you how many hours you you know spend talking to trainers about where the health is with certain players. Right. And, you know, they're they're. They have issues, you know. I mean, people get injured. Uh, they have injuries that don't have anything to do with their sport. And, you know, you're trying to, you know, help them and everything else. So, I mean, it, it is really a, you know, a multi – I mean, there's the head coach who's the face of it, but how many people are involved is just – it's amazing, you know, to, to get to get through a year and to really get the student-athletes a uh, first-class experience uh, is a lot of work that's done by a lot of people. John Mercer, my guest, before I let you go, um, you're saying you're getting t- feedback on this video stuff. Um, I mean, I, yeah. never, I never hear about the feedback that coming after <laughs> the, the radio appearance. I, I don't, I don't get those reports. So, um, what are you saying? Uh, <laughs> what are you saying? You need to put some tennis highlights on there. Are you saying? Are you saying yeah. when these little chats that yeah. don't get feedback? You know, when we have these little conversations, they don't get feedback. Is it what you're telling me? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they love you. That you know. Okay, so you gotta I, have some highlights. You gotta get some highlights next year. All right. On your little, on your tweet, you know, a little tennis highlight. Okay. Well, maybe yeah. if uh, maybe if the new sports information director or John Mercer would supply that, maybe I would tweet that out. We'll see. There we go. We'll work on it. I, I have been. You'll be first on the list. I've been displaced by uh, by by Herd Vision and Jake Griffith. Okay, that's fine. Oh, uh, Jake. Yes. That's fine. Jake is turning into a very valuable person. That's fine. I get it. I understand. I understand. I've been I've been dis- I've been displaced by in your in your no, mind. No, you don't. You got, you got a major importance. I mean, come on. I, I don't get this treatment from Kemper. Come on, John. <laughs> we got to keep you out there. Got to keep sending out your podcast. So, John Mercer, my guest. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll be texting you um, after game seven. I'll leave you be tonight. I'll leave you be tonight. Okay. Uh, All right. I'll leave you be. Maybe I don't know. I can't guarantee. Hopefully, that. hopefully I'll be texting you. Yeah, I hope not. I really, I really don't want to hear John. I, I, I like you, but I don't want to hear from you tonight. That um, you don't want to hear from me. I don't want to hear from you All tonight. Right. So um, all right, you, I'll send you a text. 
Great. I, I, I look forward to I look forward to your despair tonight. Ah. Go well, Rangers. See what happens, right? Yeah, maybe see Malkin maybe a it's concussion that happens. I mean Malkin gets a concussion. I don't know. What happens here? Uh, we'll, yeah, I don't know. Malkin I don't know if he'll get one or not. Yeah, we'll you see. Know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John. We'll talk to you soon. I, I will uh, I uh, I will be rooting against your penguins with every breath of All my right. fi- and fiber of my being, and uh, you know what? I I hope it's very sad at your home tonight. Tell those Rangers to play fair. All right, I'll talk to them. I'll you know I'll be on the phone right. right now with uh with with uh with Panarin. Yeah, Zabanajet. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna get yeah. Coach takes my call. I'll I'll, I'll work on that for you. <laughs> right. Thanks, John. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Paul. Go hard, John Mercer. Head coach of the tennis team. You know, we do go along a little long with John now and then. It's okay. It's Friday. It's why Fridays are perfect for John Mercer. I heard uh, going international with its tennis recruiting. Quick timeout. Come back. We'll figure out what's happening with Marshall softball. We'll find out where the herd's at right now when we continue with this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We went a little long with John Mercer, but that's okay. John's always fun to talk to. The kids are caught up with Marshall softball. It's the end of the six right now. And Marshall trails Western Kentucky. 9-5. to five. This is an elimination game. If Marshall wins, the Herd will advance to face off believe it or not against Louisiana Tech. North Texas dropped them from the winner's bracket earlier to the elimination bracket. Marshall has a chance, however, it's not looking good. Sidney Nestor has had some difficulties in this tournament. And that led to some questioning of, okay, is she getting... Too many reps. What's happening with Sydney Nestor? It's tournament time. Unfortunately, uh, it doesn't go your way all the time. Heard still with an opportunity here, but trailing nine to five in the end of the six. We're going to the top of the seventh here. All right, we will take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We will wrap it up, and then we will uh, get some of your text in. We'll do that on the other side of the break here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, May 13th edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open. Best time to get me is during show hours at 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Texter writes in, I've read two different writers on college football news say Marshall is going to come in and win the conference in football. I think so. I'm just going to say it right now. I'm just going to say it right now. Marshall is going to come in and win the conference in, in Sunbelt. I know that's going to paint a target right on my back, that's fine. No, that's that's a great evaluation. It's going to be difficult, though. I think the East Division and the Sun Belt is going to be extremely tough. If Marshall wins that division, it's going to be maybe the Black and Blue Division of the Sun Belt. It's going to be tough. You're not going to get through that division unscathed. You win that division, you've done something. And 
I know there's some push to eliminate divisions. I don't know if I like that only because I don't think I don't think you can get a fair schedule here. You got too many teams. I don't know if I like that. I like the division because you got you got to win your division. If you win your division, you take on the best team of the West. I mean, I really like that because it keeps the teams in the East Division and the West Division a little bit more engaged because there could be not that much separation between teams in both the East and the West. But if you've got the two best teams and they're both from the East, I mean, I think you might lose some engagement from the West. I, I need to see how it would play out. I know the ACC is talking about it. I'm not sure if I'm jumping on that bandwagon just yet. But I do like where Marshall's at right now. Now, I'm not going to be the one saying it. Uh, I know I just said it, but I'm really not going to be the one saying that too loudly around Coach Huff because he's going to look at me and say, uh, stop serving the rat poison or some variation of that. I guarantee you. Hey, Coach, you know, you're projected to come in with uh, with with a lot of people thinking you're going to come in and win the Sun Belt. He's going to look at me and go, yeah, shut up. Rat poison. Stop that. I don't think Coach Huff would actually say shut up to me, but he'd be thinking it if I came out and said that. But it's pretty cool that you got a lot of people looking at the herd thinking, hey, you know what, this might be a team that could come in and immediately make an impact in the Sun Belt. And I hope that the pundits are right. I hope that they have seen something in their their crystal ball that has given them some sort of glimpse into the future, and it's Marshall holding up a Sun Belt championship. That would be fantastic just to see how well the herd can do. Okay, we got to talk about tickets, by the way. I'm sure you saw it by now. If you haven't, let me get you up to date here. The tickets for Notre Dame. You want to go to that, right? Yeah, I get it. So Monday, 9 a.m. That is Monday, 9 a.m., May 16th. Tickets going on sale. So here's how you do it. In order to purchase tickets, you've got to be an active Big Green Scholarship Foundation member. And that means you have to contribute to the 2022 Big Green Annual Fund. That's meaning you're active. And if you're not an active member or you haven't contributed, you can become a member. And the price of entry at minimum is $5 per month. That's what the minimum requirement will be. So, the more you spend, the more you can buy. Here are the contribution and ticket requirements for the Notre Dame game. $60 to 149 will get you up to two tickets. So, if you're at that 60 to 149 level, two tickets. If you're at the 150 to 299 level, you're getting up to four tickets. If you're at the 300 to 799 level, you're up to six tickets you can purchase. And 800 plus maximum 12 tickets. So 60 up to two tickets, 150 up to four tickets, 300 up to six tickets, 800 up to max 12. There you go. And if you get more information, the ticket office will definitely help you out with that purchase, I think they're going to go quick. I think they're going to go quick. All right, do we get a score update? Unfortunately, from Marshall Softball, it's not a good score. Western Kentucky wins 
the contest 9-5, to eliminating the Thundering Herd from the Conference USA tournament. Thus ends the Marshall softball season. So it was a good run for Marshall. It was a good run, for the most part, from Sidney Nestor. Unfortunately, just ran out of gas. I think that's probably the best way. Ran out of gas. Marshall, I hope, in the upcoming years can find a little depth. I know that would help if you get a little depth there because you can ride Sydney as far as, as you can, but if you don't have anyone to back her up or anyone that's on her level as well, it's going to be very difficult. But all in all, a good season for the Thundering Herd just doesn't end the way that I'm sure Megan Smith-Lyon would have liked to have seen it go. That does it for this edition of the program. Back on Monday, we'll do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.